Welcome to 1989, Inside the Diary of a Wannabe Radio Announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with the Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and the Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy. But way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and to call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Yes, welcome back to the podcast with the longest intro ever. <laughs> Hot tip, you can hit the fast forward 30 seconds button twice, then the back 15 seconds once, and you'll get yourself to the audio money shot, aka this bit where I start talking about what's coming up. Or alternatively, you can just enjoy it again and again from beginning to end each time you listen to the podcast, just like I do. Hey, now, each episode, we like to flick the figurative time travel switch and transport you back to 1989 via the songs that were making their chart debut this week with the help of chartbeats.com.au. And on September 10 in 89, Kylie Minogue had the biggest debut of the week with Wouldn't Change a Thing debuting at number 10. The solo project that In Excess frontman Michael Hutchins did with Ollie Olsen called Max Q managed to arrive on the charts at 24 with their first song, Way of the World. Tina Turner's The Best was at 27. Elton John's Healing Hands grabbed hold of number 39. And Alice Cooper's Poison and Michael Jackson's Liberian Girl took out number 49 and 50, respectively. Talk about some famous names. And speaking of famous names, 1989 saw a lot of hugely famous peeps kicking the bucket, like the man of a thousand voices, Mel Blanc, who actually helped bring to life Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, others uh, Tweety Pie, Sylvester the Cat, Yosemite Sam, and hundreds of others. Uh, other notable people who carked it include actors like Betty Davis, Lucille Ball, and Laurence Olivier. It's like the year of all the gay icons. Surrealist painter Salvador Dali and serial killer Ted Bundy. <laughs> Creepster. Hey, coming up in this episode, my mama is not a fan of us getting a home phone in the radio station share house. I get rid of my kitten, Ziggy. The new radio announcer, Dave, and I are keen to do a radio show together, but will Richie let us? I pretend I can't wait to get married and become a dad. <laughs> Normal. We get the smallest sharehouse electricity bill that I've seen since I arrived in Caratha, and there's a bunch of new Jagman shirts for me to flaunt once I get them off lay-by, of course, to help me work our way through another week's worth of die delusions and undeserved bravado, it's time to welcome another one of my besties. Who is that? 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 Who is this? Who is this? 
that? It's the Empress Maria. Hello, darling. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm just buzzing with love. I'm so excited that you're here. I've wanted you on this for ages, and I finally orchestrated it. <laughs> you're very lucky, darling. You just caught me in between the spa and the swimming pool, so it was a good opportunity. I good <laughs> I should just, for anyone listening, uh, the Empress Maria is currently uh, residing in a hotel. She's having a little break, a relax, and we're getting a quick chat in before another... Well, it's actually a birthday celebration. Yeah, anyway. birthday celebration, um, and she needs to get back to the spa and her cocktails. So... <laughs> This will be a fast one, won't it, MP? It will, darling, and it's only because of you I've taken this break. Anyone else and it would have been a no. Sorry, oh, no. <laughs> Complete embargo. I'm breaking it for you. I'm breaking the embargo for you, darling. <laughs> Thank God we've got our scenario together. Thank God we've got our scenarios. <laughs> I'm, I'm just dropping words that Maria and I both love, like scenario and embargo. And <laughs> I think the first thing I need to do is talk about the nickname The Empress, which Stuart Baker, who's appeared on this podcast, actually gave you that name because uh, in the 90s, whenever you had a party, Maria would turn up and invariably pull out of her handbag amazing platters of food. Or So she was the empress of, uh, well, the herb and empress of, of the condiment and the uh, hors d'oeuvre. And if I can just interject and say that it was actually Nick Morgan and Stewie Baker, it was one of the two, they can verify which one, but between the two of them, it was empress of the herb. But then it was just Empress with the platters of the food because we don't even forget I'm the big stoner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the 90s we were all stoners. Get over it, everyone. It was the 90s. That was our Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we don't remember anything. <laughs> I remember everything, honey. <laughs> um, can we talk about your other great nickname, which is Killer? I love that you have that nickname. <laughs> oh, God. Now, going back to the late 80s. When, oh, well, I just started at a young age. I was a young age. <laughs> yes, yeah. Actually, MP, you got into the music biz like really young, didn't you? I did. When I left business college, at school business college, I wanted to work in a bank because my cousin worked there. And I thought, oh, that looks like fun. Counting <laughs> <laughs> me. And um, then I was going through the phone book looking for the RNI Bank, which was the West Australian Bank, no longer in existence. And then there was radio and I had Radio 6pm and I thought, I'll just ring all the R's and just leave my name. So oh my radio... God, I love you. <laughs> so I had this ring, Radio 6pm and as it happened, they needed a junior. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes, did 6pm for six years and then left, went to Sydney for a holiday and thought, oh, I think I'll move here and live here. So <laughs> as it turned out, a friend that I knew, Sue McCauley, who was at EMI, she knew a friend at CBS, which is now Sony. Yeah, she connected me with Dennis Handlin, who happened to be the managing director. So he put me in promotions and the first week I was there, I was out with all the national publicity directors, promotions managers were watching a band and I put it, it was either a cigarette or a joint. I don't know, it was the 80s. <laughs> so I'm stubbing it out with my stiletto on, on a girl's foot thinking it was the carpet. And I'm thinking, gee, this carpet's nice and soft and plush. <laughs> And then I hear this scream and she's going, oh, God, what are you, some kind of killer? So lovely little Fleur, who was the national publicity director, she was so cool about it. That name stuck, it was Killer. And I was introduced to the artists that we had at the time in the 80s as Killer, so they all knew me as Killer. And, and then I was there like three weeks and they said, okay, we're going to see Bruce Springsteen. So he was the first artist I met. And then there was Michael Jackson, Billy Joel and Cheap Trick and all that and the Hooters I loved. But there was a lot. There was plenty. plenty. I love the idea of all of those famous people knowing you as Killer. <laughs> And, and it's just, and you know what? And, that, and they're just people. Like we had a boat cruise with Billy Joel and we we're out there and me and one of my friends went out the front and said, oh, let's have a little puff here. No one can see here. We we're presenting him with a platinum record underneath in the gallery. And we thought, well, no one's around. So who strolls around the front? Sue lights up. 
Billy Joel, Christy Brinkley and their little daughter Alexa Ray come around the front. Oh, isn't this lovely? Do you mind taking a photo of us? As, you know, mouthful of marijuana just about to get into their face. <laughs> come to think of it, I reckon they smelt that and came up there hoping for a little bit of a toke. <laughs> Oh, my God, these stories are the best. Do you know what? There's so many, and there's obviously so many I would never betray confidence. No. But oh, yeah. And Pink Floyd would have to be the most boring band I've ever met, but the best concert I've ever seen. <laughs> At least they saved it all for this stage. <laughs> and we have to talk. I need to uh, establish how you and I met, and it would have been at 96FM in Perth when I first moved there in 91, I think. 92, maybe? 92. Actually, you're right, 92. I remember the day very vividly. And I remember nothing. Isn't that funny how you remember nothing? I know. I remember little things like the studio catching on fire while I was in there or Des throwing a chair at me when I bitched it out anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Things like that I remember. But how I met individual people, it's a revelation. Amanda, the same thing. I was like, really? You actually started on a survey day. It was survey. And we were at the – look, I don't even know if we won or we lost, but we were still celebrating anyway. And we went down to a hotel. I think it was the Grosvenor at East Perth. And Des, might have been Des Shaw, who was our program director, and Wayne Hampshire, little Wayne, who oh. music director. It was one of them. They brought you over to me. And I remember seeing this cute little chubby thing with the beautiful handsome face, this brown fluffy head of hair, and <laughs> coming over toward me, very shy, and they said, you know, Empress, we want you to look after this is Ben Mosley. He's going to be taking over. We're going to be announcing it today at the launch, blah, blah, blah. You look after him, help him find a house, help him do this. Help him. It's like, you know, we're going to do, tuck him in. Yeah. <laughs> Took you under my wing and loved you from the moment. From the moment we met, it was just instant. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> hung out. We had our little Melrose days. You styled me. And I thought, I love this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> Yay, I love you, MP. <laughs> <laughs> so that was about 92. I do I do remember that vividly. I love that you remember all of that because that just gives me so many gaps that I've been filling in my mind. Well, love, considering the ecstasy and the coke I took in the 80s and the little joints in the 90s, my, there's nothing wrong with my memory. Yeah, well, see, my memory is just shut. Hey, um, <laughs> are you ready to meet 19-year-old me from my diary? I'd love to. <laughs> You're so cute. All right, <laughs> let's take in uh, Sunday, September 10. This entry was written at 1.31am. Woken this morning at about 11am by the guy who Dave's buying the car off. Told him to go to the station. Couldn't get back to sleep, so I watched TV. Rang the hospital to get them to pass on a message to Nan because my Nan had had a heart attack. She was okay, don't worry. Uh, then, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Then rang Kerry at her new flat. Had a nice chat. Julie got home just after 1pm. I had a shower and got ready for work at 3. Then Julie and I went to the KI with Judy. And I still know Judy today. She lives in Caratha as I'm speaking with her kids as well, I think. She's an amazing woman. Uh, We sat around the pool drinking. I left at 5 to 4 and drove to 6KA. Probably drunk. (laughs) It's 1989, kids. We're allowed. I did some ads and went home and then back to work. My shift from 6 till midnight went well. Mum rang up, which was a nice surprise. She's nagging about getting the phone put on at the house. It'll cost a fortune, she says. Never mind. (laughs) Night, 1.37am. P.S. Cat was given away today. Bye-bye, Ziggy. Hmm. Bye, cat. Yeah. <laughs> Why I bought another cat is beyond my comprehension. Love that my mum was nagging me not to get the phone put on at the house because we did do that 
and ignored her completely and then got massive phone bills that we could never pay. <laughs> of course, mums are always right, aren't they? They are. All right, this is uh, September 11. It's a Monday. It was written at 3.22 a.m. Got up at 10.30. Julie woke me up banging at the door. She's got chickenpox and had to come home for the next three to four days. And decided to share the chickenpox with you. No. Well, actually, I didn't get chickenpox that time because I, I had it on my 21st birthday in 1990 uh-huh. with Jonesy. I got off his brother. Oh, well, you were lucky. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I had an inner ear infection and the chickenpox on my oh, 21st birthday. Oh, <laughs> Me now. And they got me a female stripper. I mean, could you have a worse oh, 21st? Anything worse? Talk about the trifecta of done things for you. <laughs> oh, what did I do to deserve it? Uh, anyway, uh, sat around the house for a while. You got but... rid of the cat. Yeah, exactly. Um, rang Linda and wished her a happy birthday for today. Washed all my dirty clothes and got a leg of lamb out of the freezer for tea. The meal turned out absolutely superb. Rang Nicole and we talked for a while. Mark bought the movie The Blob Home. It's an 88 remake of the 50s original. It was great. Mum and Dad rang up too. Busy day off. Watch The Blob again with Dave. Now off to not. I just love how you've got so much detail in your diaries. I'm exactly the same. (laughs) I know, but it's not enough detail. Um, And that finishes off. Now off to two nights. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. See ya, 3.28am. I love that Blob movie from 1988. Have you seen that, Em? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like, I think <laughs> I back in the day. I don't know how many remakes there's been. Such a good movie. Can't beat the originals. We love our horror. Yeah, we really do. That's the other thing we're united over a love of horror. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about the night we went and saw Clockwork Orange, but we'll get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another time. All right. <laughs> This is September 12. It's a Tuesday. It's written at 2.07am. Shit. My last day off for the rest of this week. What a pisser. Slept till roughly 10.30 to 11 today. The times do my head in. I watched TV for most of the day. Got dressed in the afternoon and went into town. Got a letter from Jules today. Great to hear from her. Also went to On Bazaar, which is where Natalie worked, Empy. On Bazaar? Yeah. What's that? That was a, like a fashion and homeware store in Caratha that was very, very popular and successful. Oh, God. Sounds like one of my kind of places. Uh, Is it like the lovely one in St Kilda we loved it with all bohemian things and you stuff You would like have ached for it. Mom. Um, so I went and bought, or rather put on lay-by, some Jag shirts. They are fantastic, but both are $105 each. Still, they're worth it. <laughs> Quality. You pay for what you get, darling. I know, but I can't believe I was willing to spend $210.1989 on fucking shirts. Yeah, but you've look at your beautiful wardrobe you've had and like George Costanza's big puffy jacket coat that you used. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> oh, here's something weird. Went to another quiz night tonight. It was great. We won a whole heap of prizes and came home just after midnight. Watched the movie Short Circuit 2. Pretty good sequel. Also hurt my back last night, probably from sitting in the couch wrongly. It's really sore. Oh, well, hopefully it'll improve. Night, 2.12am. <laughs> well, did you just do a little night at the end? <laughs> yeah, there's always a night or a sea or a some no. stupid thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're up to uh, Wednesday, September 13. This again was written at 3.39am. God, have a nearly night, mate. Yes, I was going to say you're up late. (laughs) 
little that's night out. You, that's your creativity is at night. It, they say the people that are up at 3 a.m., you, they're your creative souls because that's when you're writing. Yeah. And that's when it's quiet as well and peaceful. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love that you sell it that so well and now I'm about to read something that's not very creative at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave and I have been talking about doing a shift together on a Saturday night. Dave's done a duo before and I reckon it would go very well. Only problem we'd have would be convincing Richie and Neville to go along with it. Good day today. Anyway, went for a 45-minute walk. I intend to walk every day now, either before or after work, whichever. That's very funny. I intend to walk every day now. But mind you, you are a good walker. You walk everywhere. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Well, I, I was going to acknowledge myself that I don't reckon this would have lasted more than two days. Yeah. <laughs> I rang Mandy today. Her uncle died of leukaemia the other day, so I rang to cheer her up. On, off day, good times, bad times, my shift went quite well. Someone rang up asking if we do talk back and that I would be good at doing it. Right. But I don't think so. I'd be a nervous wreck by the end of it all. Oh, well, night, 3.44am. I love that someone thought I could do talk back at 19. I think that's so cute. And you know what? In another world, I would have loved to have done that. Now I think about it, but just now I would have been off the air. I would have been part of the council culture. I would have been incorrect. <laughs> oh, get her off. <laughs> Management paying out defamation bills. Defamation <laughs> bills, the sensitive snowflakes and millennials all up in arms protesting. Get her off. Get Still her off. at it again. <laughs> get her off the air. She stated a fact. <laughs> Oh, the best. All right. Uh, <laughs> and that's MP on Talk Radio. Uh, this is September 14. It's a Thursday and it was written at 1.45am. Today was a good day by all accounts. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> God, I write like a nana sometimes. Uh, Dave woke me unceremoniously. Oh, my God, the spelling of unceremoniously is horrifying. It's U-N-C-E-R-I-M-O-N. I-A-S-L-Y. Get well, it was late fucked. at night. <laughs> oh, bless you for defending me. <laughs> we didn't have for autocorrect. At about <laughs> nine, so he wrote me unceremoniously at about nine this morning. We went in and did the shopping. Spent $170, paying more off my JAG lay-by. I need more money? I've got a question mark there. I don't know why I need to question it. I need more money. <laughs> I need more more money. Yeah. Went to work at about 1.30. Dave and I want to be doing a duo on Saturday night for the request show. We think it would go really well. I asked Richie and he said he'd strongly consider it. I've got my fingers crossed that he'll say yes. My shift went well. Had a great time. Dave's best friend rang to say his wife had just had a baby boy. So Dave is over the moon at being the godparent. Slightly pissed about being in Caratha and not in Adelaide though. I love this bit. This has closeted me. I can't wait till my wife, and then I've put in, <laughs> and I've put in brackets, whoever she may eventually be. Oh. Did you have someone, surely you would have had a female. There would have been someone that you love. You know how the guys go for Lisa Minnelli or Kylie Minogue. Was there someone that you tickled your fancy? You thought, oh, I'd love to marry her. Oh, only Molly Ringwald. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Everyone was in love with Molly Ringwald, though. Really? Yeah. I'm just trying to understand. I can understand. I understand beautiful women and attachments like Angelina Jolie. Totally get that. Molly Ringwald? We've got to break that down, honey. <laughs> oh, 
I love that you cut that down. That's the best. I'm so sorry, but I just had to interject there. That's just like, really? <laughs> I think it's just... Arrested Development, how Jason Bateman would always say that to George Michael when he liked to add. What? Her? Her? <laughs> all the family. Her? 100%. No, I think it's more the 16 candles, pretty in pink, all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, that, Molly, that explains a lot. Okay, continue. <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> So we had in brackets, whoever she may eventually be, end of bracket. And then I say, until she has our first child, I'll be so proud. Oh, dear. Ben's going clucky? Night, 1.54am. P.S. You are clucky. You're good with babies and children. So there's that. Completely. There's no doubt about that there. But I love that you've got this little fantasy little wife scenario. (laughs) Well, wait to hear how I finished it up. P.S. And then I've written in capitals, bock, bock, bock. Like I'm being clucky. <laughs> what a little vlog. Sorry, did you say that you're actually 19, not nine when you wrote these? Yeah. <laughs> I was 19, honey. Yeah, actually, just... it's September 15, so I was 20. <laughs> it's oh, even oh, worse. Just... Oh, darling, I wouldn't have even said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a part of podcast, podcast history now. Um, this is from September 15th. It's a Friday and it was written at 2.51am. What a great day I had today. Got to work about 9.30 and had some ads to do. Got stuck into them. Good on you, Ben. Uh, Julie, Richie, Neville and I went to lunch at midday at the tavern, which was good. My shift from two to six went really well. Had a fabo time. <laughs> Come out, princess. And did relatively few stuff-ups. Who cares? I had a great time. Mum rang up and we had a lovely chat. It was great. Did, I know, bless her. Did more commercials after my shift. Got the electricity bill today for $143.37. The cheapest we've had since I got here. I know. I my diaries were detailed. <laughs> oh, detailed with I mean, the useless shit. The, 30, the 37 cents, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, we can't forget that, Ampy. the 37 cents. I mean, it's the cheapest we've had since I got there. We need to keep track of our bills so we can spend the money on our jack shirts. Exactly. <laughs> um, I've just finished watching MTV and now it's sleepy time before I go on air tomorrow at midday. See ya, 2.56am. Oh, See ya. I love that we used to watch MTV and Richard Wilkins. But... <laughs> Um, I this love is... MTV. I love MTV. And you know, Max Lockstone, I've actually got it on now. It's MTV Classics. But it's really one great song, one dud song, one great song, one dud song. And they need a lesson in what party starters are. But honestly, seriously, Whitney Houston's got a party starter. Neither is Gwen Stefani. <laughs> you heard it here first. Right, let's take in uh, Saturday, September 16, 2.29am. This was written. Great day today. Woken up about nine by Dave. Gosh, met Avril. She's a really nice girl. Oh, Avril Lavigne. No, not Avril Lavigne. This is just Dave's girlfriend. Well, you know, I thought Avril Lavigne made it up. I thought it was just a made-up musician name, like, oh, you know, her nice. and Sia and... Is it Lady Minja? No. Oh, Mary J. Bly. Sorry, continue. You're right. Menage, Menage. Menage, Menage. Menage, Menage a trois. Lady Menage a <laughs> Um, <clears throat> showered and went to work. Richie was in a great mood, which made me even happier. My shift went really well. I had a great time and I was really proud of what I did and had to say. <laughs> Came home just after six, changed, and Julie, Avril and I went to Judy's for tea. We had... <laughs> roast pork with veggies. The meal was superb and we had a great time. Spent most of the night laughing. 
Judy is so funny. We played Trivial Pursuit, Guys Against Girls. The girls won. Now we're heading home and I'm sleeping soon. See ya, 2.35am. <laughs> oh my God. The girls won. See ya. <laughs> so Trivial Pursuit, 89, I was living life large. Living life large. Now it would be Cards Against Humanity. Big thing. Uh, yeah, cunt this and motherfucker that. God, I love that. That's my kind of game. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, MP, I know you've got a spa and a cocktail awaiting oh, you. Oh, darling, it was lovely chatting to you. Oh, my God, it was the best chatting to you. I want to get you back on, but I'm scared I won't be able to fit into your timelines. Do you know what? No, 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 it's, it's okay. I mean, there's always labour, but I've got so many stories, but I think because I thought a lot of them would be R-rated and there'd be lit- litigation in <laughs> We should just do Empress's Confessions as a separate podcast. <laughs> confessionals yeah all right beautiful thank you so much for taking time out on your birthday weekend for me i love you it was my pleasure i love you darling and i'm loving your work vote one for benny's podcast yay yay bye in the next episode i'm gonna waste maximum 80s coin making long distance phone calls i pretend i like basketball and actually go so far as to wish i had an adelaide 36's top to seal the deal Vomit. Speaking of vomit, I get asked to panel Richie's breakfast show while he broadcasts live from the BP service station, but I end up getting sent home with vomiting and diarrhoea. Promise. I give almost zero info this time, but geez, teenage me, could you wash your friggin' hands and stop eating floor food or whatever the shiz it is that's corrupting your chubby gut on the regular? I also help raise moolah for charity with an outside broadcast at a shopping centre. Of course, in each episode, I'm always trying to help raise Indigenous voices. It's pretty much the least I could do with this podcast. And this time around, we're spotlighting another podcast. It's called Always Was, Always Will Be Our Stories podcast. It's hosted by Marley Silver. She's a writer and a co-founder of Titus for Titus, which we've spotlighted here before. You'll hear inspiring conversations with Indigenous role models, trailblazers and leaders from all walks of life to hear their stories, learn from their experiences and also just distract ourselves from all the negative vibes that life throws at us on the regular. You'll find them on Instagram under Always Our Stories and you can search them out on your favourite podcast app by searching Always Was, Always Will Be Our Stories. So subscribe and give them a listen. As per usual, we are sending huge hugs and mad props to the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for the 1989 theme tune and his equally talented audio producing mate, Jezelenko for all the other bits. You can follow us on socials at 1989 and I'd be super stoked if you could uh, hit subscribe or share the podcast with your friends, promote it on your socials, take out full page ads for me, maybe buy a billboard in some huge city. All you need to do is just get someone else to listen uh, or just give me a review through Apple Podcasts. And of course, until next time, I am loving you from here. Check you later. See ya. Bye.